Итак, прежде чем мы вновь начнем погружаться And в исследование so, нашего наследования, наследие, которое сокрыто во Христе, Итак, чтобы нам, как причастникам so that we as the participants of the body of Christ would share together with Christ all the things that are to be fulfilled that are written about him in scripture we will continue to study our collaboration with the truth of the word of God and with the Holy Spirit revealing the truth in the heart looking at what we need to do from our side to receive the right to the power to put off our former way of life so that we can put on the new way of life Ephesians 4.22-24 that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which is created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. To fulfill this commanding order we have been studying three vital, charging and fundamental acts. And these are to put off, be renewed, and put on. We've noted that it is specifically your decision regarding these three destiny-affecting acts to put off, be renewed, and put on that will determine whether you transform yourself into a vessel of mercy or a vessel of wrath. More specifically, will the coming or realization of our salvation come to pass that is given to us in the format of a guarantee, or will we lose it forever, which will then result in our names being forever blotted out of the book of life. <clears throat> In a specific format, we've already studied the first two questions and stopped to study the third question. What conditions do we need to fulfill so that by the means of an already renewed mind, we begin the process of clothing ourselves into the power of our new person that is created in accordance to God in Christ Jesus in righteousness? and holy truth. Relevant to this, we already looked at a series of parables and events. We became familiar with the condition that we need to fulfill in order to be and by the name of God El Elyon, or God Most High, destroy the stronghold of death in our body in the form of reigning sin, identifying the essence of our old person with his deeds, so that we can forever thrust him out from our body into hell with noise, from out of our body, afterwards erect the kingdom of heaven in the form of the stronghold of eternal life, in the place of the stronghold of death within our body, and stop to study the next condition. This condition consists in the 18th Psalm of David where the Holy Spirit with the right that he alone has re reveals the conditions based upon which we are called to collaborate our faith prayer with the name of God El Elyon or God Most High. And this condition is that in the circumstances of our hardship in life we are putting off the old man we can call upon the Most High as to our God and confess the faith of our heart stating who God is to us in Jesus Christ, what God has done for us in Jesus Christ, and who we are to God in Jesus Christ. Показывающих 
противостоянии с нашим собственным плотским умом в образе царя Саула и с царствующим грехом в лице нашего ветхого человека с делами его. Итак, три царства в одном теле, враждующие между собой. Вот почему, когда чадо Божие When he finds out about this kingdom, while he doesn't know it yet, he, everything in his body is at peace. They do not reveal themselves, they do not battle or contradict with one another as a person is still an infant and does not resist the uh, old person or the sinful person. But as soon as David resists or begins to resist this old person, everything becomes active within the body. Saul immediately begins to become suspicious. There is jealousy. He begins to pursue him. He finds out that it turns out that this is a king anointed by God. He finds out that Samuel secretly had anointed David as king. And of course here we can see a, a battle to the death. It's very important so that we know what is happening within our body, what pain we may experience because of the contradiction of these two kings when the mind of the new person, the mind of Christ, begins to battle with our mind, our carnal mind. And so by the means of the confessions of the faith of our hearts stating who God is to us in Christ Jesus and what God has done in Christ Jesus and who we are for Him, God receives the required basis or grounds to join the battle for our earthly bodies in order to shame the old person by the power of His redemption and forever cast him out into hell with noise. We know in character the prayer psalm of David contains three parts where we see an example of the character of legitimate prayer. The first part identifies the condition or state of David's heart as a warrior in prayer. The condition of his heart was grounds for the legitimate status of his prayer, the motives of his heart. In the beginning, you need to have the correct motives. A person needs to seek God, his kingdom. If he seeks something different, some, an alternative thing, an a anointing of the Holy Spirit, or an increase of anointing, or a blessing of some sort, all of this will distract him from his true calling. Because The, your calling is achieved by seeking God, where we get to know God and bear fruit to God. Only by the form of fruit are we able to acknowledge and know Him. The second part reveals the consistency of legitimate prayer, which gave God basis to deliver David from the hand of all of his enemies. The third part describes the prayer battle itself, which surpasses the comprehension of the human mind as it is presented or described in an epic format. In a specific format, we've already looked at the first part and stopped to look at the second part, which reveals the consistency of legitimate prayer contained in the eight names of God Most High. 
Getting to know and confessing the power contained in the heart of David in the eight following names of God allowed David to love and call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, to be saved from his enemies, and for God discovering the truth revealing the power of his names in the heart of David provided God grounds to use his abilities that consist in his eight names to battle against the enemies of David. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Psalm 18, 1 through 3. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my rock. The Lord is my fortress. The Lord is my deliverer. The Lord is my strength in whom I will trust. The Lord is my shield. The Lord is the horn of my salvation. The Lord is my stronghold. In a specific format, as much as the Lord has allowed in the measure of our faith, we already looked at our inherited lot in the power of two names of God, strength and rock, and stop to look at the lot contained in the power of the name of God, fortress. We note that this nature of prayer where David confesses his lot in the eight existing names of God Most High is the strategic teaching that is proposed to be the calling and mantle of a king, a priest, and a prophet anointed to rule over their earthly body that is, for warriors in prayer. A warrior in prayer is always anointed or an anointed of God, and anointed of God is not always a warrior in prayer. Saul was anointed by God, but he was not a warrior in prayer. David was a warrior in prayer and became a, an anointed of God. And if a person has not accepted the given to him anointing to rule over his calling in the form of his earthly body in the status of a king, a priest, and a prophet, then this revelation purposed for worshiping God in prayer will not be beneficial to him. Therefore, the quality and lexus is in identifying the name of God fortress that has become the subject of our study is not able to be found in any existing dictionaries of the world. In the given prayer psalm of David, the word fortress is used as one of the names of God in which is concealed the inherited lot of the Son of God in whom and through whom a person is able to run to God in order to know God and be fertilized with the seeds of the kingdom of heaven, containing a program, the time of fulfilling of all oath promises of God. In Hebrew, the name of God fortress means the dwelling place of God. God's home, the sanctuary of God, the unapproachable light in which God abides, the place where a person gets to know God, the opportunity to be fertilized with the seeds of the kingdom of heaven, the success of God and the joy of God, the hope of God and the trust of God. Practically, the lot in the name of God fortress is a place where God abides. Only in Jesus are we able to approach God in the body of Christ, and the body of Christ is the church of Jesus Christ. This is the place where we are able to approach God. You can be within the church, but be out of the boundaries of it, not within it, out of this fortress. And a fortress, of course, is our heart upon the condition that we are a member of the body of Christ. 
And as I said, this is a place where God abides and within the boundaries of which we are able to know God. The placement of this fortress is located in three unique realms, in the heights of the heavens, in the sanctuary, which is the body of Christ and the heart of a man who has a humble and contrite spirit, one that trembles before the preached word of God, hearing it from the mouth of the person who is clothed into the power of a father from God, studying the consistency of the lot that is contained in the name of God fortress, we need to not forget one indisputable condition, and that is that God can be our fortress only upon one condition, and that is if our heart will be his fortress. Now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Then he said to another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus responded, Let the dead bury their own dead. But you go and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. But Jesus said to him, No one, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Luke 9, 57 through 62. According to the words of Jesus, in order to become a partaker of the inherited lot contained in the name of God fortress, we need to satisfy three conditions. First, our heart is called to become a fortress for Jesus in which Jesus would be able to lay his head. And for this to happen, it is necessary for our heart not to have holes for foxes or nests for birds. Because holes for foxes is the dependence of a person to prophecies that he prefers over the word of God, preferences that he has to the prophecies people speak, but these are, are false prophecies. People do not understand the meaning of true prophecy because true prophecy is called to comfort, edify, and instruct a person. This is what true prophecy is to do. But when a prophecy begins to correct uh, in foretelling the future or doing something, threatening a person, foretelling specific misfortunes, then this is not a prophecy. This is witchcraft. So you understand witchcraft that is called prophecy, especially amongst those people that practice spirit, uh, speaking of, of tongues. Those who practice uh, speaking in tongues often do not have these kinds of prophecies, but they have other heresies that they follow. Nests for birds is within our mind. We have specific strongholds, that ways of understanding that are not in scripture, something that we have uh, received or have been taught, and so these are these weed nests. Second, it is necessary to allow the dead to bury their own dead. These represent that category of parents that being Christian people have rejected the offer to them truth in the form of the preached word spoken by God's delegated ones and refused to pay the price to be the students of Jesus Christ. Third, by following Jesus into the fortress of his heavenly Father, it is necessary not to look back or not focus your eyes on or your attention upon your nation, the house of your father, and upon the corrupt desires that we not be in the likeness of the wife of Lot. The consistency of the 
lot contained in the name of God Most High, in the virtue and purpose of fortress as the house of prayer, is for us a strategic teaching, purpose for performing prayer, providing God proper grounds to enter into our life in order to fulfill His will, elevated by Him for us as His given law as well as one of the most important and necessary disciplines of truth called to participate in our salvation as well as our coming to power over our calling, which is adopting our body by the redemption of Christ. Therefore, our lot in the name of God fortress becomes one of the primary goals that all of the redemption of God is focused on and that on your list of priorities is to be placed above all secondary good works and goals. <clears throat> Evangelism always needs to be secondary when it comes to redemption or the redemption of your body. We need to understand this well. Any good work, any service to God needs to be secondary when it comes to your calling. As soon as service to God becomes your primary purpose, it becomes above your calling that God gave you, it no longer a service to God. As soon as you attempt to evangelize, not being a light to the world, to be a light to the world is only possible when our calling is a priority for us. Only then can light come from us. If we do not have our calling and we think evangelism is our calling, then light will not come from us, it's darkness that will come from us. What good is it for a person if he gains the whole world but loses his soul? Or what price would a person give for his soul? The Holy Spirit wants for us to perfectly understand that and value our calling. We conclude that our inherited lot in the name of God fortress is a place that independent from circumstances and time we are called to run to run to this fortress in order to receive grace for needed help, in order to get to know God, abide within God, and be fertilized by the seeds of the truth in order to grow the fruits of our spirit. Their noble shall be from among them, and their governor shall come from their midst. Then I will cause him to draw near, and he shall approach me. For who is this who pledges his heart to approach me, says the Lord? You shall be my people, and I will be your God. And so, when I will bring him forth, this governor from the midst of the nation, and you will receive him, then you shall be my nation, my people, and I will be your God, Jeremiah 30, 21 through 22. Here it's talking about Jesus as well as those people whom Christ has sent to represent him, represent his interests. For all of the promises in Jesus Christ are yes and in him and yes and amen to the glory of God through us. Apostle Paul writes about those who are cloaked into the mandate of a father, not those that are just the water. Because a water is someone who does not have the seed. He takes what is ready and waters it. And so he is not a father. And one who waters needs to understand this and not compare himself. Although Apostle Paul says, before God, the water and the planter are nothing, 
as it were, but when it comes to a relationship between them two, there needs to be subordination, there needs to be respect and obedience. If the water begins to think of himself this way <coughs> and think that he is equal and what they do, then they no longer will become a water or continue to be a water. They will be marching or going downhill into hell instead of going to heaven. This is something that waterers need to understand this. If you remember recently, one water uh, who was on the stage had said these kinds of things, that a water and, a and one who plants are the same, and they mean nothing. He was stating these things. His entire sermon was uh, directed toward me, and he wanted to prove his uniqueness, his independence, perverting the scriptures and the thoughts that I presented and perverting that. The verb to run to God as to your fortress contains the opportunity giving the person the ability to be fertilized with the seeds of the promise that belongs to the door of our hope in the fruit of which God receives proper grounds to join the battle for our earthly bodies in order to destroy the stronghold of death within our body and with noise forever thrust him out from within our body. This old person whose stronghold and armor is the stronghold of death upon which he relies and, and trusts in Hebrew, the phrase to run to God means to approach the altar, draw near to God, enter into the sanctuary of God, get closer to God, run to God's help, find yourself in the fortress of God, be able to be fertilized with the seeds of the kingdom of heaven, grow fruit of the spirit. Due to such a list of definitions, the lot of the name of God fortress contains various meanings and independence of the circumstances and time has multiple meanings and is multi-angled. We note that the name of God placed into our heart in the form of fortress is called to be the legitimate level of a relationship with God where a person receives the ability to get to know God and God receives the proper basis or foundation to get to know a man. Second, the name of God as fortress abiding within our heart is called to provide us the ability to receive the seed of promise that God has ordained from time of old but that we, due to specific reasons, have not yet been able to receive. Because due to our spiritual growth in our new person, the reproductive function has not yet been formed, giving us the ability to be fertilized within, with the seeds of the kingdom of heaven, to receive these seeds and to grow from the seed fruit. Third, the name of God fortress abiding within our heart is called to incorporate the participation and power of God into all aspects of our life to give us the opportunity and ability to approach God and by doing so be fertilized with the seeds of all truth so that as a result then the name of, in the name of God deliverer we can bear fruits of the spirit able to clothe us into the virtue of his light in order to destroy the stronghold of death within our body and with noise, noise thrust him out to hell with noise therefore every time when God by the means of the Holy Spirit allows a person to run or to approach him then in result of such closeness or contact, we will always have a corresponding or suitable fruit in the aspect in which we are allowed to approach or run to God. Therefore, it is us and every individual aspect of our essence that are responsible to form such an atmosphere within our heart that would be able to become a fortress for God 
in order to provide God legitimate grounds to be our fortress. And such an atmosphere is called to be the good soil of our heart, capable of receiving the seed of the preached word of God so that in the name of God deliver, we can then grow the fruit that is according to the nature of seed we have received. In independence of our choice and following that choice decisions and actions that will determine if God will become our fortress or the opposite will become our God will become our revenger and our hater and this choice is our decision to either carry responsibility for our calling and our selection or the opposite refuse to carry responsibility for your calling and your selection and draw the wrath of God upon yourself therefore if we don't make a decision we will not take upon ourselves the responsibility to fulfill the received by us obligations in our covenant that we made with God God will not have any grounds or reason to help us or to be our fortress Here's one of the places of scripture that gives God proper grounds to become a fortress for a person and for a person gives him the right to make his heart a fortress for God. And he knelt down and prayed saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. If God would have taken this cup away from him, the heart of Jesus would no longer become a fortress of the Father. If, if he says, take this cup away from me, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. Luke 22, 41 through 43. <clears throat> Looking at the given testimony, we can see that to create an atmosphere that would provide God the ability to help us and give us power, <clears throat> we see here to create an atmosphere that would provide God the ability to help us and give us power to run to Run to Him is a collaborative and everyday work between God and man. A person possesses a sovereign right. He is able to give God the legitimate basis upon God's strict and indisputable conditions to make his heart a fortress for God. <clears throat> At the same time, in response to such goodness and disposition of a person to him, receives the legitimate basis to become a fortress for this person, where this man can run to him in order to quench his hunger and thirst, in order to get to know God and draw God's favor upon himself, in the seat of the kingdom of heaven. Considering such a necessity and such a necessary union of God and man, it becomes vital for us to identify in every aspect of our essence the role of God and the role of man. And for this purpose, studying our lot in the previous names of God called to be the lot of our salvation, we have come to the necessity to look at a series of questions. First question, what characteristics and criteria identify our inherited lot in the name of God Fortress? Second question, what purpose when it comes to achieving our salvation in our inherited lot in the name of God Fortress called to fulfill? Third question, what price do we need to pay in order to provide God the ability to be our fortress? And fourth question, by what results can we determine that God truly is our fortress in our fulfilling of our calling. Not having clear and comprehensive answers to these questions that we can receive by being instructed in the faith within the indisputable structure and order in which the body of Christ functions, we will not have any ability to invest our silver in the form of our guarantee of salvation. 
Second, by strictly obeying the preached word of the man that possesses the power of a father from God and his helpers, we will not have any ability to receive profit in the form of the fruit of righteousness from the guarantee that we have invested. In a specific format, we've already looked at the essence of the first two questions, therefore we will turn to study the uh, question three. What price do we need to pay for our heart to become a fortress for God, which would give God legitimate right to be our fortress? We will keep in mind that a basis for God to become our fortress is His Word, which He has magnified in the temple of our body, above all His name, and clothe this Word into the status of His strict law. I shall bring forth eight elements of the price for the right to approach God, although there are many more of them, and I will spend a little more time on certain ones than others in dependence of our knowledge of their essence and the importance and meaning for today. In the given situation, the sequence they are in will not have much importance because the absence of any of the elements of the price will not allow us to approach God as our fortress. Therefore, the first component of the price for the right to approach God consists in bearing, this is what I want to focus upon today, and cons consists, or the consistency of the name Maher Shalal Hashbaz. It may be a bit of a complex name, Maher Shalal Halbash. Moreover, the Lord said to me, take a large scroll and write on it with a man's pen concerning Maher Shalal Hashbash, and I will take for myself faithful witnesses to record Uriah the priest and Zechariah the son of Jerbek. Then I went to the prophetess, and she received, a, she conceived and bore a son. Then the Lord said to me, Call his name Meher Shalal Hashbaz, for before the child shall have knowledge to cry, My father and my mother, the riches of Damascus and the spoil of Samaria, will be taken away before the king of, of Assyria. The Lord also spoke to me again, saying, Inasmuch as these people refuse the waters of Shiloah that flow softly and rejoice in Rezin and Remaliah, son. Now therefore, behold, the Lord brings up over them the waters of the river, strong and mighty, the king of Assyria and all his glory. He will go up over all the channels and go over all its banks. He will pass through Judah, he will overflow and pass over, he will reach up to the neck, and the stretching out of his wings will fill the breadth of their land, O Emmanuel. Be shattered, O you people, and be broken in pieces. Give ear, all you from far countries. Gird yourself, but be broken in pieces. Gird yourself, be broken in pieces. Take counsel together, but it will come to nothing. Speak the word, but it will not stand, for God is with us. For the Lord spoke thus to me with a strong hand and instructed me that I should not walk in the way of this people, saying, Do not say a conspiracy concerning all that people call a conspiracy, nor be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. The Lord of hosts, him you shall hallow. Let him be your fear, let him be your dread. He shall be as a sanctuary, but a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense to both the houses of Israel as a trap and a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And many among them shall stumble, they shall fall and be broken, be snared and taken. Bind up the testimony, seal the law among my disciples. And I will wait on the Lord who hides his face from the house of Jacob, and I will hope in him. Here I am I and the children whom the Lord has given me. We are for signs and wonders of Israel from the Lord of hosts who dwells in Mount Zion. 
Isaiah said that he waits on the Lord who hides his face from the house of Jacob, and I will hope in him. Isaiah 8, 1 through 18. He says, My children, whom the Lord has given, we, they are signs and wonders for Israel to understand the promise in Maher Shalal Hashbaz given to the prophet Isaiah as the fruit of the womb, it is necessary to pay attention to the prophetic word that was previously addressed to the king of Judah, Ahaz son of Jotham, when resident king of Syria together with Israelite king Pekah, son of Remaliah, sent warriors against Jerusalem so that they can conquer it. Now it came to pass in the days of Ahaz, the son of Jotham, the son of Uziah, king of Judah, that Rezan, king of Syria, and Pekah, the son of Remaliah, king of Israel, went up to Jerusalem to make war against it, but could not prevail against it. And it was told to the house of David, saying, Syria's forces are deployed in Ephraim. So his heart and the heart of his people were moved as the trees of the woods are moved with the wind. Then the Lord said to Isaiah, go out now to meet Ahaz, you and Sher Jashab, your son. And so prophet Isaiah already had before Meher Halbash a son named Sher Jashub. They were, he was born from a different wife and the other from a different wife. So go out now to meet Ahaz, you and Sher Jashab, your son, at the end of aqueduct from the upper pool on the highway to the fuller's field and say to him take heed and be quiet do not fear to be faint-hearted for these two stubs of smoking firebrands for the fierce anger of Rezen and Syria and Syria and the son of Remaliah because Syria Ephraim and the son of Remaliah have plotted evil against you saying let us go up against Judah and trouble it and let us make a gap in its walls for ourselves and set a king over them the son of Tabel thus says the Lord God it shall not stand nor shall it come to pass for the head of Syria is Damascus and the head of Damascus is Rezan within 65 years Ephraim will be broken so it will not be a people the head of Ephraim is Samaria the head of Samaria is Remaliah's son if you will not believe, surely you shall not be established. Moreover, the Lord spoke again to Ahaz, saying, As a sign, ask a sign for yourself from the Lord, your God. Ask it either in the depths or in the heights above. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, nor will I test the Lord. Then he said, Hear now, O house of David, is it a small thing for you to weary men? But will you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall be called, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Curds and honey shall eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the child shall know to refuse the, e to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land that you dread will be forsaken by both her kings. Isaiah 7, 1 through 16. A very vast uh, event that took place here, but it's described not just as a historical event. The event described here in these two chapters are linked and are one whole. Therefore, to study or view these events out of the body of a man who has an organic membership to the body of Christ is to have your own interpretation that is in an unfaithful direction. In the current event, the symbol of the King of Judah is the symbol of the category of saints presenting the born from God spirit of man. The symbol of the Israelite kingdom is, a soul, is the soul of a specific category. 
that have not yet died for their nation, the house of their father, and for the corrupt desires of their soul. The symbol of the Syrian kingdom is the body of this category in the form of reigning sin that lives within their body in the symbol of the Assyrian kingdom. The symbol of prophet Isaiah, although he lives amongst the nation, is a symbol of a spiritual person belonging to the category of the chosen by God remnant. And so this is one category, and this is a second category as prophet Isaiah. Prophet Isaiah is the son of Prophet Amos, as it is written, Now the rest of the acts of Uzziah from the first to the last, Prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, wrote, 2 Chronicles 26, 22. Prophet Amos was a shepherd coming from the small village of Fico that lies 16 kilometers south of Jerusalem. His name means bearing upon himself the responsibility of the interests of the Most High. Again, Prophet Isaiah came from Prophet Amos. We have Prophet Amos, we have Prophet Isaiah, we have Prophet Zechariah, who was a witness. Of Meher Shalbash. And so this name means bearing upon himself the responsibility of the interests of the Most High. This is the name of Amos. The name of Prophet Isaiah, the son of Prophet Amos, means the Lord is the helper of my salvation. Considering the consistency of this thought that is described in the given event by Prophet Isaiah, the symbol of the king of Judah in the spirit is the spirit of man and the symbol of King Ahaz, who was king of the Jewish kingdom, is the category of saints with a broken spirit that are not able to sustain the sickness of a man. He became afraid of the soul. The soul, if it has not yet died, it threatens. It has its own demands. The spirit of a person bears these threats, and who can bear it? The spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness, but who can bear a broken spirit? Proverbs 18.14. 1814. Therefore, in the given event, we see described the relationship of the chosen by God remnant as King Isaiah with fleshly men that have a broken spirit, and the relationship of the chosen by God remnant in the form of prophet Eli and God. The reason for the broken spirit of the kingdom of Judah, together with Ahaz, the king of Judah, identifying the category of men of the flesh, as their is their abandonment of the waters of Shiloh that flow softly, representing worship, worshiping God in spirit and in truth, their fascination with Rezin and Relamiah's son, and so we see that they became afraid when they were being attacked, presenting the waters that are rapid, Rezin and Relamiah's son, presenting the waters that are rapid and large, representing worshiping God upon the level of the soul, apart from the spirit and truth. Rezin it, his name means a uncalm wellspring or a very strong wellspring that flows, uh, the rapids are very strong that come from it. 
что привело иудеев и царя And so this brought Judah and their king, which are people with the broken spirit, they began to stumble, and it was spoken or foretold to the house of David, Syria will, is laying out in the land of, and are, their encampments are upon the lands of the Ephraimites. And so to strengthen the people amongst whom Elijah was living, God allowed him together with the son of his son, or his son, to go greet the Jewish king. And he told them, keep watch and be calm, and your heart will not become impatient because of the anger of Rezin and the king of Ramaliah. The son of prophet Isaiah is the fruit of... And so наводящего ужас на душевную категорию людей, зависимой от разумной и эмоциональной сферы их души. Поэтому, если мы не будем обладать плодом оправдания в достоинстве Шияр Ясуф, в нашем духе не будет атмосферы, дающей нам гарантию на освобождение от рабства царствующего греха в нашем теле. Возьми его с собою, плод чрева. Мы должны понимать, что под сыном плодом чрева имеется плод правды, плод духа. Нужно иметь этот плод оправдания. Очень важно плод, не семя оправдания, а плод. А следовательно, мы не будем способны приступить к Богу, чтобы получить в Его прибежище обетование в плоде своего чрева в достоинстве Магер Шилал Хашбаза, призванного разрушить в нашем теле державу смерти только с одной целью, чтобы воздвигнуть в нашем теле державу жизни». А посему в вопросе цены за право прибегать к Богу или приступать к Богу следует обратить внимание на тот фактор, что плод чрева, представляющий собой образ плода правды, который мы призваны принести Богу, является нашей целью, нашим призванием, которое является обетованием Бога, положенным на наш счет во Христе Иисусе. Имя Магер Шилал Хашбас на иврите означает «спешит грабеж, ускоряет добыча». Под добычей следует рассматривать воздаяние в усыновлении нашего тела искуплением Христовым, приготовленное для нас в плоде правды, которое разрушит державу смерти в нашем теле и на ее месте воздвигнет державу жизни. Когда человек видит свое воздаяние в усыновлении своего тела искуплением Христовым, которое находится в плену царствующего греха, он с поспешностью устремляется на ограбление ветхого человека, чтобы лишить его власти над своим телом. Власть ветхого человека зиждется на законе Моисея, который дает силу греху, в силу чего оружием ветхого человека, на которое он надеется, является закон Моисея, держава смерти. Жало же смерти – грех, а сила греха – закон. 1 Коринфянам 15.56. Делами закона невозможно наследовать обетование мира, потому что закон дел, делает бездейственным обетование и производит мир. Как написано,
написано, ибо незаконом даровано Аврааму или семени его обетования быть наследником мира, но праведности мира. Если утверждающиеся на законе суть наследники, то He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied by his knowledge. By right, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil of the strong. Isaiah 53, 11 through 12. Luke 11, 21 through 22. Whom, or when a strong man, our old person, fully armed with the law of Moses, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger, the new person clothed into the mandate of Christ, then he comes up upon him and overcomes him. He takes from him all his armor, which he trusted upon, and divides his spoils. The armor of the stronger one, able to overcome the old person in order to, in order to take his armor that he relies upon, is the grace of Christ that is called to be enthroned within our body as the fruit of righteousness in the form of Mahel, Mahel Shalal Hashbaz. So as sin reigned in, the, in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, Romans 5.21. Let us pay now attention to how the inception is to be made here of Mahel Shalal Hashbaz, the method by which we are to destroy the stronghold of death within our body in order to erect the stronghold of life. Before the infant was uh, conceived, his name was written upon a large scroll. This is a symbol of the t uh, tablets of our heart cleansed from dead works. In scripture, there is one given law and one specific uh, indication written. The child before his birth is committed to God and they become Nazarites for the rest of their days. In scripture, such infants that were Nazarites from the wombs of their mother, there weren't many of them, and although each of them fulfilled specific uh, purposes, they all had one goal, and this was to adopt their body by the redemption of Christ. The symbolic purpose of each one of these Nazarites was the necessity to adopt our body by the redemption of Christ. The sequence in which they are shown in scripture are Methuselah, who drives away death. This was the son of Enoch. <clears throat> After the birth of Methuselah, he walked before God for 300 more years. Methuselah was the wit, uh, testimony that he walked before God for 300 more years. Samson, from the womb of the mother, a Nazarite, one that pours out the light and the warmth of the sun. Samuel, he is a Nazarite from 
birth. If you give me a son, I will commit him for the rest of my life to you. He will be a Nazarite. And his name means heard by God. Elijah, he is a Nazarite because John, being a Nazarite, John the Baptist, he was sent in the spirit of Elijah. And about Elijah, it's written, a man that was covered with hair. My God is Yahweh. That's the meaning of the name Elijah. Maher Shalal Hashbaz, one who strives to possess what is given or rewarded. John, the demonstration of the mercy of Yahweh and Jesus, the Lord is salvation. You see, there weren't many of them. Specifically, there were seven names of those infants that from the womb of their mother, from their birth, were Nazarites, and all of them take part. This is the promise. We <coughs> need to have all of these fruits. <coughs> we need to ask the question, what conditions do we need to fulfill in order to uh, use the armor of righteousness in the name of Maher Shalal Hashbaz, so that in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, in the stronghold of life, we can, he can be enthroned or rule within our body. He first needed to take a large scroll and write the name of the promise as Maher Shalal Hashbaz, that when fulfilling specific conditions would become the fruit of his womb. Before we have fruit, we need to write it, we need to receive the seed. In the first step, Isaiah needed to consider himself dead to sin, living for God, proclaiming the non-existent <coughs> fruit of the womb as Maher Shalal Hashbaz, as existent. Fulfilling this condition, we have the right to approach God. Upon practice, Prophet Isaiah needed to, in the presence of two faithful witnesses, Uriah the priest and Zechariah the priest to find the prophetess so she can bear his son that he was to call Maher Shalal Hashbaz. For us, maybe a sound strange to our ear, how is it these two priests needed to be present at the conception? God said, take and when you they needed to be nearby I don't think anyone will have the ability <clears throat> if he, he will not be anointed by the Holy Spirit to do something like this because if you can imagine it's a, a bit say uncomfortable how can you have contact with your wife and two other men priests stand as you uh, do this but here the prophet said with the presence of two witnesses, you need to have her conceive. In scripture, there are many things that may uh, be confusing to men. For this purpose, we as Isaiah needed to confess the faith of God that abides within our heart in the promise of our hope that, is contain, that contains the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ. Maher Shalal Hashbaz is the fruit that sees the reward and wants it, pursues it. Upon practice, our mouth that confesses the faith of, of God that abides within our heart in the promise of Maher Shalal Hashbaz is the seed that fertilizes our prophetic spirit. 
you see how it works within the spirit. Our confession of the faith of God, the promise of God that needs to destroy the stronghold of death is the seed. We need to do this. Everything that God does with us for us, he does using the confessions of our mouth. And this seed that we confess, it is what fertilizes our prophetic spirit. Only then we hear, we write it down, and in this way we are fertilized, our, our prophetic spirit is. The two witnesses that were present are the abiding within our heart, the Urim and Thummim. These two priests, these two prophets simultaneously represented the Urim and the Thummim. They represent within the heart the name of the first witness, the faithful witness, take two faithful witnesses, is Uriah. His name means the Lord is my light. Urim, the light, revelation, reveals the truth in the heart, which indicates the fact that in our heart we have the Urim, the Holy Spirit, whom we have received as the Lord and Master of our life, and he reveals the meaning or the truth of the Thummim <coughs> that the second faithful witness as Zechariah was. <coughs> the, the priest, prophet Zechariah, whose name means the Lord has remembered his word that he concealed in the depths of the waters and drew it out from the depths. It's a very vast definition of the name Zechariah. Being a symbol of Christ, prophet Zechariah, in the form of the priest that represents the truth in the heart, will be killed by the nation of Israel between the temple and the altar. Therefore, indeed, I send you prophets, wise men, and scribes. Some of them you will kill and crucify, and some of them you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city that on you may come all the righteous blood shed on earth from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of, Zer of Zerachiah, son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. Assuredly, I say to you, all these things shall come upon this generation, Matthew 23, 34 through 36, they killed the word of God in, in themselves with their own personal interpretations, with their perversions of the truth. They killed him physically, but today people continue to kill the Zechariah within themselves. We read the book of Prophet Zechariah. This is that same person. And so if within our heart we will not have the seed of justification, Asher Yeshub, who is a fortress for God, the son of Isaiah, and so this fruit, this is a fortress for God. We will not be able to, and we will not have it, we will not be able to have these two faithful witnesses in the form of the Urim and, Th and Thummim and inherit the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ in the fruit of Meher Shalal Hashbas. You see how these two women, these two wives of Prophet Isaiah are linked. The first wife, it, it was the fleshly person or the carnal person. Everything happens through our mind, the anointed by God mind. He, through it, 
It was established in, in justification, and God found his fortress in this justification. And now he, he told him, now take a large scroll and write clearly upon it so that the reader would be able to easily read it. It's important that God easily read what is imprinted upon our heart. This is a symbol. Second component of the price for the right to approach God consists in fulfilling the condition, making our heart a fortress for the Holy Spirit, which gives the Lord Jesus legitimate grounds to seat us upon his throne called to become our fortress. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone uh, hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him, and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne. As I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches, Revelation 3, 20 through 22. To, to be seated upon the throne with Jesus upon his throne is to receive the legitimate right to be a warrior in prayer and to represent his intercession before the Heavenly Father by fulfilling our purpose or our calling to perform justice to destroy the stronghold of death in our body and in its place erect the stronghold of life and for this purpose it is necessary to differentiate the voice of the Holy Spirit in a person that represents the, a, a father of God from foreign voices other people that we elect for ourselves so that they deceive our uncircumcised ear so that we not open the door to the deceiver who presents himself as the Holy Spirit we need to keep in mind that the right to approach God in Jesus Christ in order to sit with him upon his throne is something that can be done by those saints that have made their heart a fortress for God receiving into their heart the Holy Spirit as the Lord and Master of their life upon practice this means that this specific category of saints by the preached word of the kingdom of heaven has cleansed their conscience from dead works by the way of total sanctification for the purpose of total dedication within the temple of their body and such a dedication has made their heart a fortress for God and they received the right to uh, approach the the priest of the Lord so that they can bring forth their offerings of praise and glorify God. The phrase, I stand at the door and knock, if anyone hears my voice and speaks. This is the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ in the mouth of those people whom he has trusted with his truth and has made his own lips. First, we need to keep in mind that the Holy Spirit knocks upon the heart of a person by the preached word about the kingdom of heaven. Second, this knock in the voice of the person that possesses the power of a father from God knocks in the moment of time when in the heart of a person the spiritual <clears throat> organ is formed so that he would be able to bear fruits of the spirit. This knock as the voice of the person that possesses the power of a father of God knocks upon the heart of a person when he becomes a partaker of the category of the bride of the lamb which is identified and selected by God from the as his remnant from the multitude of the called fourth this knock as the voice of the person that possesses a father the mandate of a father from God 
happens when the banquet happens, the, uh, the banquet of the Lamb and the marriage of the, lamb, uh, the bride with the Lamb. And so the word of the Heavenly Father or the words of the kingdom of heaven and the power of the Holy Spirit represent the symbol of the betrothment of Rebecca and Elias are uh, bringing Rebecca to Abraham's house. The knock as the voice of the person that possesses the mandate of a father from God does, uh, reveals the oil in the vessels of the wise in heart and the absence of the oil in the vessels of the foolish in heart. This knock as the voice of the person that possesses the mandate of a father of God reveals the lamp that may be dying. Eighth, this knock as the voice of the person that possesses the mandate of a father from God is called to separate those who have the spirit and hear the voice of the Holy Spirit from those who do not have the ear to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. This becomes very clear looking at the words that we read that what God has prepared for us in Jesus Christ so that we can hear his voice in the mouth of the person whom he has made his lips and has given him his wisdom so that he can carry upon his shoulders responsibility for the remnant and to the angel of the church of the Laodians, write these things as the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth because you say I am rich, have become wealthy and have need of nothing and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in fire, that you may be rich, and white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with eye salve, that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore be zealous and repent. Revelations 3.14-19 through 19. <coughs> We need to ask the question, what conditions do we need to fulfill so that, so that the ear of our heart would become able to hear the knock in our heart as the voice of the person that possesses the delegation of a father from God? It's not possible to fulfill a condition that we only are familiar part, in part or not clearly understand. In our heart, there needs to be a clear understanding between what is pure and impure, holy and unholy. And so before God <clears throat> knocks upon the heart of a person, he prepares everything so that their heart would become for him a fortress. And the first condition in the given correction where God shows to us his love so that our heart would become a fortress for him are in the following words. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. In other words, you will no longer be my lips. You will not confess the faith of the heart. When we confess the faith of the heart, we become God's lips, God's mouth. When we look at the phrase, if you would have been cold or hot, speaks of the fact that God is not tolerant 
he does not bear tolerance to corrupt company. And because God loves man, he offers to him the ability to condemn uh, this tolerance, uh, wine drinking and rebellion. <coughs> to be hot means to be living for God, <coughs> and the identification of such hotness is a joyously burning lamp. To be cold means to be dead to sin, and identification of deadness to sin is evidence of the fact that we have died for our nation, the house of our father, and for the destructive desires of our soul. This deadness, this coldness will be a sign for the eagles, for the angels. <coughs> who they need to uh, rapture or in what person what person needs to be changed in the blink of an eye into a heavenly body their body changed into a heavenly body to be warm or to be look war lukewarm means to be tolerant to corrupt company or have the look of godliness but denying its power and so if we will be living for God then we will be dead to sin and the opposite if we will be dead to sin then we will be living for God second condition so that our heart would become a fortress for God so that God would show us his favor and become our fortress are the words you say I am rich have become wealthy and have and have need of nothing and do not know that you are wretched miserable poor blind and naked <coughs> <clears throat> this condition consists in the fact that we repent and not level or compare ourselves with ourselves, but compare ourselves with justice that is represented or presented about the kingdom of heaven by the apostles, prophets, and teachers that are placed by God in order to edify the church. For we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. 2 Corinthians 10.12 Third condition, so that our heart would become a fortress for God, so that God would show us his favor and become our fortress, are in the words, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich. The gold that is refined with fire, that we are called to be rich with, so that our heart would become a fortress for God, and that God become our fortress, is the elementary teaching of Christ that is cleansed from foreign interpretation of the flesh that pervert the truth of the word of God. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To the one we are the aroma of death leading to death and to the other the aroma of life leading to life. And who is sufficient for these things? For we are not as so many peddling the word of God, but as of sincerity, but as from God we speak to the in the sight of God in Christ. 2 Corinthians 2, 9, 2 15 through 17. To purchase gold that's refined in uh, refined in the fire means to be clothed into the virtue of a student that pays the price for their learning, obeying and following the preached word of the person that is cloaked into the mandate of a father from God. <coughs> If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brother and sister, yes, and his own life, also he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Luke 14, 26, 27. 
forth conditions so that our heart can become a fortress for God so that God would show us his favor and become our fortress are the words I counsel you to buy white garments that you may be that you may be clothed that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed white garments that we are to put on so that the nakedness <clears throat> shame of our nakedness may not be revealed is the benefit of the fruits of righteousness received by us in the guarantee of our justification that we have invested let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready and to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen clean and bright for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints revelations 19 7 8 all of this will happen before rapture the marriage of the lamb happens on earth and not in heaven because if it would have happened in heaven then other people would not have been able to end up there but we see he ended up there he found a person Person, as you remember, that had did not have wedding clothes, and he was silent, and he said, bind him hand and foot and throw him outside. And so if a person will be cloaked into what he understands, I don't agree with this, or and he comes to this banquet, he comes to this marriage, he will be plucked up, bound and thrown out. And we have been a witness to these very things. In all times, Christianity, there has not been in all of history of Christianity as many divisions as happened today. It has never been. So there has never been so much of it. And you need to differentiate when there's just someone separating and acknowledging one another. This is not a division that the Holy Spirit had done. Division is when the Holy Spirit literally plucks them out and binds them and you will never be able to have a peace with these people. There will be just a, reject, a rejection. This is the kind of work that the Holy Spirit does because they leave and then they demand that we still acknowledge them, communicate with them, and if we don't do this, then they begin to speak all kinds of filthy words against us. I'm sorry, we did not leave you. You left us. You yourself have made yourself weeds. You have made yourself this way that the, Holy, the angel of God pluck you out. He went through all of the people and plucked them out. And today, people that they did not communicate with, uh, that they considered filthy, without culture, that were... And so these people, they are this uh, certain individual uh, offended sisters, offended Jews offended the truth of God he mocked people and made fun of people and did in a way so I never heard it we became witness of these things this, it's a miraculous thing that we became a witness of this we are at the at this banquet, at this marriage of the Lamb, and I trust that we all have this garment of justification because the King brought us to this uh, marriage of the Lamb so that he can give us this guarantee 
Он приготовит на этом перо свою невесту. He will prepare upon this banquet his lamb for rapture. He will give her this promise of the adoption of her body by the redemption of Christ. And the son again of prophet Isaiah. I want all these events to be within us. Fifth condition, so that our heart would become a fortress for God, so that God would show us His favor and become our fortress. Are the words I counsel you to buy and anoint your eyes with eye salve, that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. And so, eye salve, that we are called to anoint our eyes with so that we can see who God is for us, what he's done for us, and who we are for him, and what we need to do from our side in order to inherit all that God has done for us, so that our heart would become a fortress for God and open up free access into his fortress. It is necessary to have a pure heart that is cleansed from dead works by the truth of the blood of the cross of Christ. I salve is the truth about the blood of the cross of Christ that cleanses us from all dead works. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Matthew 5, 8, we will not see this promise if our heart will not be pure. God offers to us his eye salve. The blood of Jesus Christ can cleanse us from, all, from dead works, not from the producer of these things, but the results of it. The producer, the cross of the Lord is for the producer of these sins. And when we see this cross of Christ, upon the cross of Christ, when we die in the death of the Lord Jesus for our house, for the house of our Father, for our corrupt desires, for our nation, then we are separated from the old person. And he no longer has power over us he is shackled, bound, and in a prison until the time when he will need to be driven out from the body. By faith, we already need to proclaim this. By faith, we need to proclaim the not existent as existent, and when the time comes that God is appointed because he is the holder of the time, then this reigning sin will be bound and he will throw it out with it from the body and as soon as it's thrown out of the body thrust it out of the body then the stronghold of eternal life will be erected and our body will become heavenly we won't be immediately raptured but for a specific time we will be here it'll be possibly about three and a half to four years you'll say is it possible in the heavenly bodies will be here and those who will resurrect will also be here with us and only then together with them we will be raptured to meet the Lord in the air I won't repeat uh, these things uh, because we talked about them previously. And so dead works are works that come from the flesh in religious acts that are perceived as good work that have nothing to do with true good works. How much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God, Hebrews 9.14. If we will not hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and the voice of the person who is the voice of God, 
then we will open the door of the heart for to another voice that presents himself of himself of the voice of the Holy Spirit, uh, the person who has placed himself as a teacher, or that we have placed so that he can satisfy our uncircumcised ear because those that are temporarily placed they will never preach the holiness of God they will only deceive you and they will never allow the Lord Jesus Christ to do any kind of work because it doesn't benefit them right now we are going to pray and thank God for the word that we were able to receive today thank him and receive the promise in the seed so that we can have the son so that we can be conceive, we can conceive him and then we can bear him as a fruit if you weren't desiring these things you would be in a different church and listening to very different things that are not the truth let us bend our knees and pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, again and again I worship before you in the church of your saints. I thank you for this glorious Zion, for this wonderful mountain where you desire to dwell forever. This is your fortress. I thank you that from the position of the Zion, you open the heavenly gates into your kingdom. We thank you for the revelation that we've received again and again we are established within them. We begin to see with the eyes of the heart what you have done for us in Jesus Christ, who you are for us in Jesus Christ, who we are to you in Jesus Christ, and what we need to do to inherit everything that you have done for us in Jesus Christ. May your wisdom be shown to your, your sons and daughters. May the works of the devil be destroyed in the lives of your people. May lawless men be bound and thrown out into hell according to your word so that your saints may be freed from uncomfortable situations because of these people so that they not your saints not lower their eyes but raise them up and rejoice and confess who they are for you and what you've done for them so that we can rejoice about you because you have cloaked us into the garments of salvation as upon a groom you've laid the crown and as a bride you've put adornment upon her and glory will never cease forever and ever thank you for this immeasurable joy we thank you for this great wealth we thank you for the eye salve that gives us the opportunity to see you 
to see your promises, to see your precious promises, due to which we become a partaker of your essence. When we accept these promises into our heart and it, they become our lives, they become our calling, they become our goal. When we pay the price so that these promises would become ours, we guard them as the apple of our eye. We are vigilant in prayer. We thank you, Father, for this great joy. And we worship before you our great God, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now let us proclaim our unchanging manifestation. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen.